Blog Talk Radio. Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible To walk on water To calm the sea To speak to mountains I can be free just Can't stop me 
and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. To walk on water, to calm the sea, to speak to mountains, I can be free just being me. To walk on water, to calm the sea. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you are having a great day. I hope your week has been awesome, powerful, and wonderful. I know that it's it's Thursday. It's near the end of the week. And guess what? It is a day where we get another do-over in God. You know, I'm always saying that. If we didn't get it right yesterday, God has given us the ability to get it right today, and that is so awesome and powerful. As you know, I always want to open with a word of prayer for God to really begin to come in and and just speak to us this morning and prepare our hearts and really prepare me uh, for what he wants me to say. What is it that he wants me to say to you today as a word of encouragement, as a word that will encourage you to go on in God, to go deeper in in Christ. So let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer and um, ask God to bless this day and to just really pray for you, the listeners, as well. Heavenly Father, I so thank you for who you are and what you've done. I thank you for allowing your son to die on the cross. Father God, I don't take that for granted, and neither should any of us. Every day we should wake and be so honored that you allow your son to die, that you allow your son to give his life. And then he decided that he wanted to. He said yes to the task of being born of a virgin and then dying on the cross so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. God, I thank you that you saw fit to create a plan that would redeem us from the bondages of sin and place us again again in a position where we can commune with you, where we can come boldly before your throne of grace and make any petition that we would like to make. I thank you, Father God, for having us in mind from the very beginning. God, there are those that are listening this morning and um, they're going through various challenges in their family and their finances. They're, they're going through something. But, Father God, Even through that something, you're there in the midst. Your word reminds us how you hold our tears in a bowl and how you see everything. Like you saw Hannah, you see us. So, Father God, I thank you for seeing us. But I lift up that person to you, Father God. I lift up that person that either doesn't know you or they're they're going through a struggle right now. And they really need you to come in and change things. They need you to come in and do what you do. They need to feel your presence. They need to know that you're there. I pray for that mother, that father, that son, that daughter, that wayward person that doesn't know you at all and they just happen to stumble on this particular uh, podcast. Father God, I just pray that you make yourself real to them. I don't know what they need, but you know what they need to make yourself real. The word of God isn't always warm and fuzzy. It doesn't always feel good, but it is always true. 
So I thank you, God, that you begin to minister to these people and begin to show your love to them, to all people, God. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you guys know that we have been talking about really the love of God lately. We've been talking about worship over the last few weeks or most of the summer. We, it really is a place to uh, grow in God. Last week we talked about, you know, leaving milk and getting to meat. You know, I noticed that there seems to be a period of time where we um, where we don't uh, grow. You know, we're still stuck on the milk of the word and not going any deeper for meat. You know, I was reading the other day in um, Jeremiah chapter 29 and 11, and I was continued reading on to verses uh, 13 and 14, and it really encouraged us to seek God so that we can see those mysteries that we can seek God and know that he is there, that we can seek God and go deeper than just the surface. God has given us his word to delve into. He's given us his word to delve into. And again today, I want to encourage us to worship God, to love God, to live for God with our whole heart, with our spirit man, you know, the word of God tells us that we worship God by our spirit. Never one time do we worship out of our flesh. We worship out of our spirit. What we do is an act of our will. In other words, sometimes our will, our mind, because that's where our um, uh, our soul, how our mind, our will, our emotion, our intellect. You see what I'm saying? And therefore, my mind must tell my flesh what to do. There are times, and here's an example, because I was having this conversation with someone, and I was really troubled later that it, it went in an area that I didn't want it to go. But I want you to understand that our flesh is never going to want to praise God. Our flesh is never going to want to surrender to God. Our flesh is never going to want to do any anything that makes it uncomfortable. Okay, but living this life for Christ is never comfortable. He tells us in his word that we're going to be offended. That the word of God, living holy, living right, living justly, is going to offend people because it's not physically comfortable to one's flesh. People want to do, and we as people want to do, what we want to do, where we want to do it. And so when we're living this life, and if we live a life that should exemplify worship, everything that we do in our life should be a sacrifice. It should be worshiping unto God. When we choose to live holy, when we choose to walk out the righteousness of God, which is the justness of God, when we make a choice to do these things, it really is a place of worship because we're denying our flesh. We're no longer saying my flesh rules. I I I I I feel like it. But we've gone beyond our flesh to our spirit. That's why the Bible says to us that we must worship God in spirit and in truth. We worship God in spirit and in 
truth. You know, the book of Romans tells us in chapter 7, he says, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. In other words, I want to do right. I want to uh, pray longer. I want to read my Bible. I want to show more love. But then I end up not doing that which I want to do. Yet I find myself doing what I don't want to do. There's always that struggle between our spirit man and our flesh. The Bible says that as we we become new creatures in Christ, so the old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But the Bible also says that we have to work out our soul salvation, that we are growing from glory to glory. In other words, if the glory is the presence of God, the abode of God, the weightiness of God, the heaviness of God, if that is the glory and we're growing from glory to glory, then I'm thinking from a practicality standpoint and an example, it's easier to say, That the more we get of God, the more of the glory we have, the more of God we have, the more of the presence of God is being exemplified in our life. We should never, ever, and I'm so guilty of this, and there is a thing called balance. There is something called wisdom. So don't negate those things as I'm sharing with you what I'm sharing with you today. We know that in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, that he said that we should love God with our whole heart, our mind, our soul, our body, our spirit. We understand that. And then we know that in Romans, chapter 12, that we're taught not to be conformed to this world, but we are a living sacrifice. Not being conformed to this world, but having our mind renewed. Okay? And then I just mentioned... um, you look over at uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14, 2 Corinthians 5. Um, we are, again, looking at being a new creature. We're, again, looking at my spirit man is new. But here's the thing. If God is also saying that I have to grow from glory to glory if and, and that I have to work out, that means we're going through this process to grow in God. Okay, so what you couldn't do yesterday, you may be able to do tomorrow, or maybe you'll do it next month. Or what you didn't know today and the strength you didn't have, you'll know later. Here's the thing. We never want to get to a place where our knowledge in God trumps God. Because we can never know what God knows. We can never know what God knows. I was in the in 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 uh, the church or saved for many years, and I still backslid. I still found myself doing things that I didn't want to do. And when I realized why I did them, and God dealt with me why I did them, because God's already done what He's going to do. He everything that God is going to do, He's already done. It's us to us to walk it out through obedience. So. Going back, yes, God does know your heart. He does know your heart. He knows that in some cases it's still deceitfully wicked. He also knows in some cases that he knows your heart, but he also knows the um, uh, the how you've compartmentalized your life. And we do that as Christians. You know, God, I love you, but I, I don't believe in paying my tithes. 
Oh, oh God, I love you, but, oh, God, you know I would do that, but that's not. At what point do we place who God is over who we are? Because God will never, if God doesn't put any more on us than we can bear, God will never put us in a situation necessarily where we cannot press. And maybe I should rephrase it like this. At what point, if we're always in a position where we're saying, I, my, that's not, at what point do we get that press into God? Because it's never going to be easy. It's never going to be. You're never going to just wake up one morning and go, you know what? I really just want to do a three-day fast, and I'm going to do it every month. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it's going to be a struggle. There, it, It's not always, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm put everything aside, and I'm going to spend two hours alone with God in prayer every morning or once a week. There, and if we can do those things, then we've reached a place where we need to grow. And then what do we do that pushes us to the next place? The next place. Because we should be able to do some of these things. But it doesn't happen overnight. It comes with a press. It comes with a push. It comes with a desire. It comes with a denying our flesh. You know, I've been saying to God and wanting to God, going, God, you know, I really need to pull a fast. I really need to pull a fast. And every time I think about getting ready to do it, something comes up. Something gives. And I say, God, you know, I'm really sorry, man. I really want to. I always say, you know what, God, I, I although I really want to, you know what, I haven't gotten desperate enough for you. I haven't gotten desperate enough to be in your presence that will cause me to put everything down just to be with you. And that's the way we get sometimes in our relationship, in our connection with God. We get comfortable. I had someone say to me a few weeks ago, well, God understands if we have to lie a little bit in this world. Not ever one time is that true. Because the minute that we make that a true statement is the minute that we call God a liar. And the Bible tells me that God is not a liar, nor a man that he needs to repent. God says he watches over his word to perform his word. So if what we're doing, trying to do, want to do, is not in the word, either directly or indirectly. Because you're not going to see in the Bible where it says start a bookstore or start a business necessarily. You may see general business. But you're not going to see him where he says, well, start a radio station. But he will speak to your heart about how that should look, what it should go, what should go with it. And we need to really get to a place where we can spend time with God and, and and have the ability to hear his voice. 
We cannot do that if we're not loving God with our whole heart. The Bible says in Psalms 42 that we should be like a deer that panteth for the water, so our soul longeth after thee. There's another scripture, I think it's in Psalms or one of the um, Old Testament uh, um, books, where it says, like a dry and thirsty land, I'm longing for your hand. Those aren't, that's the premise of the verse. And then C.C. Winans made it a song. We should be like a dry and thirsty land, longing to be in the presence of God. If you don't know how to pray for an hour, get your Bible and begin to pray the scriptures. What helped me is I have a list of all the names of God, Jehovah Elroy, Jehovah Tiskanu, Elohim. Jehovah Rapha, and I began just to pray that to God, to thank him for being who he was, for understanding, and then I began to look them up in scripture, and then I began to hear the story that went behind them, so then it it, it fueled my prayer. Our prayers need to go beyond mama, daddy, cousin, brother, sister. We should be able to go in depth in our prayer life. In our, in our walk with God, to see what he wants to do in our life. We should have that. That is also loving God with our whole heart. We should be surrendering our whole life to him and saying, God, wherever you send me, I will go. Because God knows that he has a plan for your life. And everything that you do, you should be searching that out. God, what do you have? God, you know, from, from the things you like, to your favorite color to your fruit, to the people that you do, your talents and your abilities? Are we truly giving them all to God or are we making reasons? Now, sometimes we have legitimate reasons and sometimes we need to use wisdom. We need to pull back if we're too tired and we're not getting any rest. But all that we, sh- that we do should be with a heart for God that all we want to do is please him and not grieve him. That everything that we do, that we should not let a rock or anything cry out for us in praise, in worship, in glory. We should have an everlasting love for God. We should reverence him as king. But what I'm finding in our society is that we're not doing it. We do not have a reverential. We think, yes, I love God. Yes, I want to do God. Yes, I want to obey God. But we really don't see him. We really don't see Christ as the king. Let me ask you this question. If you truly believe that God sees everything, why do you keep doing what you do? Why do I keep doing what I do? Or why aren't we doing what we should do? If we truly believe that God is everywhere, sees everything that we do, why would we continue to do it in his presence? He's watching. If we believe that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, Don't you think he knows that you can press past what you don't think you can? 
And if he's all-powerful and we have him on the inside of us and we know that the Bible says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, then why do we continue make limitations for God? We will never see the bigness of God. We will never see the power of God. If we don't push past our flesh, push past limitations with the wisdom of God. There's songs out there now. People are looking for miracle signs and wonders, and they are going to the world. They are going to the dark side because we in the body of Christ refuse to push ourselves into the presence of God and allow the power of God, the healing of God, the knowledge of God to fall on us because we keep saying things are no longer in existence or that's the way that religion does it and that's the way that denomination does it. God wants us to come together in unity. If you know how to worship God at home and bring the presence, take it to your local body and be infectious in the body and bring the presence of God in every environment because we take him with us everywhere we go. But if we're going to limit the power of God in our life because we're shy or quiet or that's not what we do and that's not the way we do it, then we're not honestly saying to God, I surrender all because we're putting limitations. And God is a gentleman. He is never, ever, not one time ever going to make you do what you've already put a limitation on. If you don't know Christ today, jump in with both feet. Be available to him. Be willing. We all have struggles and limitations and and fears and, and all these things. But let's jump in. And that includes me. That might mean praying an extra hour. It might mean shutting down TV and, yes, turning down my place. And if you know him today, go deeper. Don't let, if you've been in church 20 years, 50 years, 15 years, don't, I mean, it's okay, but do you really want someone younger than you coming in and because they were hungry for God more than you were or, or more open, they receive. So I encourage you today, fall in love with God. Fall in love with Jesus. Love you guys. I am so excited. I hope you guys have a great week. Send your prayer request in. I would love to pray for you. And remember that God loves you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Birth by His Spirit Stepping out of bondage And grabbing hold of God's promise Circumstances can't stop me And neither will they block me Today I feel unmovable Nothing's impossible